In this episode, we're talking about the untouchable online business model for future-proofing your brand, and that's something that I had come up with. It's my thing. <laughs> Don't take it. But I want to go over all of the principles and how I came up with this whole idea, which is, you know, something I like to follow. But we're going to get into it in this episode, so let's go. Yes, 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 yes. Before we get into it, this episode is sponsored by me and MoneyLab.co. Uh, I've been, I've been, I've been giving away this free cheat sheet called the Perfect Post Cheat Sheet, which is a downloadable PDF that you can keep on your desktop, or you can print it out because I created a printer-friendly version. If you have a printer in your house, which I do not. But if you have a printer and you want to print it out and keep it by your computer so when you're writing a blog post, you can optimize it or you can take it and, you know, find your underperforming blog posts that could be ranking and beef them up with some of the tips that are in this cheat sheet so you can get more traffic, so that you can earn more revenue, get your click-through rate up with your affiliate links, get your all that stuff. It's all in there. Design, tips, everything. So go check that out at moneylab.co slash cheat sheet. Today, we're going to talk about the untouchable online business model, which is something that I came up with uh, earlier this year because I kept saying the word untouchable. How do I make myself and my business untouchable? And I mean that in terms of how do I outpace my competitors so badly that they can never, ever keep up with me? And that's essentially what we're going to talk about. And this sentence that I came up with was like, how do I build an untouchable online business so far ahead of the game that the only way to beat it is to buy it? And that's what I want to answer at the end of this episode. Now, I sat down with Steph and sort of, I had this idea for a, for an article. I had this idea that I was sort of my uh, 2021 mantra right? Of like, how are we going to, how are we going to run our business this year? Like what's, what's going to be our thing? So in the beginning of the year, um, you know, obviously I've had a couple of rough years. Uh, the pandemic was rough. There was some family stuff before that. And I got it in this idea that it was really the biggest thing. And the, and the core, the first core principle of the untouchable business model is generosity. And an extreme generosity. And what is that? How does that? What does that look like? So extreme generosity is when you give away everything you know without a paywall. It's putting meticulous care and attention into everything you make. So, so how, so how do you do that? Well, the thing is, we decided like at Money Lab and at Swim University and at Brew Cabin, you can see the quality of the work that we're putting into all of those things. And we're putting it out for free because it's just, the, without content, without the free engine of, of why somebody becomes a fan of you, then you have nothing, right? I think a lot of people 
maybe I'm generalizing here, but they want the sh- everyone wants the shortcut, right? Everyone wants the shortcut to an online business. They're like, okay, I'm going to write a few blog posts. When do I start making my monies is what they're saying, right? They say like, okay, well, listen, I, I, I've even, I've seen, oh God, I've been doing all these website teardowns on, on YouTube and I just see a lot of people who submitted their site to me and they have three blog posts and it's like, okay, well, you know, that's fine. I, 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 you know, you're, you're just getting started, but like, you got a long ways to go. How do you think about what is what does generosity look like? Is it just writing blog posts? Yeah, that's part of it, but it's not just writing the blog posts. It's what you put into them. It's the time you're being generous with your time, and you're being generous with your expertise and the things that you study behind the scenes that no one really knows that you study or that you're a fan of. You're giving away all of that stuff, and you're translating it through your lens through the way that you think about it. This happens, I mean, I spend so much time in my day, in my days, on my off hours, on my on hours, either reading or watching or consuming some type of educational material. You know, when, I, when I'm, I'm a home brewer, it's my hobby, I love it. When I'm not home brewing, I miss it. <laughs> and when I'm not, Doing it, I if I'm on the treadmill or I'm on a, a walk, which doesn't happen as much as I want it to, <laughs> but when I'm doing those things, I'm probably listening to a podcast about brewing beer and getting an education. I'm probably at night before bed reading a book about, you know, brewing sour beers. My free time, my downtime is sitting on the couch and watching YouTube videos of people brewing. <laughs> it's like, it's what I do. It's like my, it's my interest. And I, I also practice it and distilling that information uh, for, for no pun intended, even though there's no distilling in beer, um, the, all of that work of educating myself and then trying to put it to the test and then regurgitating that is, it's all work. It's all like the research and stuff behind the content stuff. I spent years, 13, 15, 20 years just helping people take care of their pool. Without, I didn't have a blog. I didn't have videos. One person at a time walking into the pool store, you know, a, a, an adult asking a 16-year-old boy, why his pool is green and you know you just, when you after you help you know probably a million adults <laughs> with their <laughs> with their house problems uh they're not as they're not as they're very i i, I grew up uh with a very twisted sense of you of who like an adult is because i'm like oh well they're i know more than them <laughs> about this one topic anyway that's a, that's a tangent the generosity piece is taking those, you know, 15, 20 years of knowledge, knowledge, <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and putting that on paper or the internet or in video format, whatever format you, you, you're comfortable with, but it's not just putting it down. It's caring about how it's presented. 
it's caring about how crap like how it's going to be consumed is it are you making this easy for somebody or are you just regurgitating what somebody else already said so you really didn't put any work into it you just like you know you just pooped it out and that's not generosity that's you know it's like going to a cocktail party and somebody says to me Oh, like, could you tell me stuff about brewing? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, no, it's like, you know, you just put the grains in the thing in the water, and then some, you know, beer comes out. And they're like, oh, okay, so clearly you don't, you don't have no interest in, in explaining anything. But that's not how I am. I go into detail. If you ask me about homebrewing, I can talk to you. I will talk to you till you fall asleep uh, about homebrewing and blogging to be honest i could do the same exact i could talk about business all day every day i'm talking about business by myself in an empty house <laughs> to a microphone and ultimately to you cuz i love it so much i could think i think about it all the time that homebrewing and i don't think about pools that much <laughs> but i used to i used to be very into to knowing everything i knew like i could recite part numbers off the top of my head. I knew so much about it. Um, but now you, but now it's like you're, you, you have, like, I, I talk about this idea called passion mashing where you take two things that, you know, maybe it's something that you're interested in and something that you're passionate about, uh, and you mash them together and usually something unique comes out. And in my case, you know, I'm very, I'm very much a student of film. I'm very much like a video nerd, uh, an audio file, all of those, you know, things like I have interest outside of, of brewing and outside, you know, these like other tangible tangent things that I do. And it's like, okay, well, I'm a home brewer, but what else am I good at? You know, I, I know a lot about pools. What else am I good at? And, you know, I, you mash them up and something interesting comes out. So like, Hey, you might be interested in, you might be a great writer and your hobby is, I don't know, soundproofing a room. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you're, or decorating, like, you know, maybe you're into to decorating rooms, you know, interior design. And you're, and you also happen to be a great writer. Like you'd make a perfect blogger, right? Maybe you're into video stuff or music. Like there's, there's all, you know, maybe you're into radio and broadcasting. There's all kinds of things you can do. It's taking the time, your time, and and giving it to someone else that's generosity and what's great about the internet is you can do that at scale and people notice it the audience appreciates it let me tell you because that is the kind of work that i'm doing at brew cabin per video like the amount of time that i'm putting in per video and then that, and then I drop the video. It's like the comment section is insane because they're just like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen, <laughs> right? Now that's me taking a ton of work and, and like putting it into one, like compressing it into one thing. You could take a different approach, like what I'm doing with this podcast, like what I'm doing on YouTube, where I'm taking 20 plus years of knowledge and and my skill set of video and audio and doing it in bite-sized, smaller increments. And so over time, the collection of what I create will be massive and insane, as opposed to compressing all of that information into one video or into one blog post. 
and it just works better for different industries. It would work better if I did, I think, not if it worked better, it's a different animal if I were to make a video every week about homebrewing. You know, the video itself would be packed full of information, sure, but it might not have the audio quality or video quality because I need to get it out. Like there's, there's gonna be something blocking me from doing that. So you can be generous either by doing one video every quarter, like I do at Brew Cabin, or a, a, a video every day on YouTube. As long as you're willing to give away the things that you know. And it's much easier if you like those things. So that's the first step. And that's really like the content step, right? Where it's, that's how you create the thing that you end up distributing to the world. And that's number two, is distribution. Um, I'm gonna read this first part of this section because it can get a little confusing, I think. So I had to figure out two things in my own business, which was who is my audience and what does my business do? Who is your father and what does he do? Is that what, is that what it is? Who is your daddy and what does he do? Uh, kindergarten cap. And I don't do impressions, sorry. It took me years to figure out who my audience was and what my business does. And I, and, I, and that sounds strange because you're like, well, you know, I have Swim University, which is a pool care website. And it's like, okay, so your audience is pool owners and your business is teaching pool care. And that sounds simple. <laughs> But it took me a long time. In fact, I had to read a book called Traction, which I do recommend. And I did an exercise in it, which I don't normally do. I don't like, you know, following the rules of other people uh, and and doing exercises in general. <laughs> so I did. I did it. And it super clarified things because I found out that my audience was full of pool and hot tub owners. And you're probably thinking, well, no shit, Matt. That's, you know, Hello. But I was so busy creating content all over the place. I, I did it. I, I wrote a piece of art. I wrote an article. I've probably told the story before, but I wrote an article called like how to have sex in a hot tub. Right. And cause I, cause I did my keyword research and I saw hot tub sex had a lot of searches, of course, <laughs> for obvious reasons. And I was like, I bet you I can rank for that. And I, and I did, I ranked number one for it. And it wasn't like just pervs looking for pick 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 pictorials or or vids, you know, hot vids. They were really looking about like, is it safe to, <laughs> to have sex in a hot tub? And that's what I wrote about. Turns out, you don't have to own a hot tub to bang in one. You could be, you could be anybody in anyone's hot tub. And I didn't realize that. You know, I did this. I did a similar one about uh, how to exercise in a pool because I was trying to reach. A huge audience of people, you know, anybody that would swim. But that's the thing. It's like anybody can swim anywhere. And you don't even have to like you can exercise in anyone's pool. You could be a 10 year old exercising in your parents pool. And you found that article on YouTube or video or, or Google. And it's meaningless. You're not a customer. You're not a pool owner. You're a pool user. They're very different. And my business, this was the big one for me. What does my business do? Well, I had to be honest. And it's like, we provide educational media in the form of articles and videos. That's it. 
It's what I did. It's what I do. You know, I'm trying to get into other things, but ultimately at the end of the day, that's what we do. We don't make software. We make educational media. So that's it. All of a sudden, if that's your mission statement, or if that's what your business does, you figure that out. I think it's it becomes a lot clearing. It's a clarifying moment of like, where do you find those people? Where do I find pool and spa owners? I have a million platforms I could go on, right? You might be in the industry, you know, you and I, we're interested in online business. So we're on Twitter, right? You know, we might be younger, so we're on TikTok, uh, maybe Snapchat if we're, you know, a little older. I don't, I don't know if that's even a thing anymore. Maybe we're on Clubhouse, Again, is that a thing anymore? So we're thinking, oh, I got to have a Twitter account for my pool business because that's where I live. And uh, if you really understand pool owners, you know that they're not on Twitter because they're adults and they have like four kids and they're not in online business. They're probably in finance or tech or blue collar and they're not on Twitter and I spent it wasted a lot of time promoting Swim University on Twitter. That's why I'm not on Instagram. Because my audience is not on Instagram. The homebrewing audience is on Instagram. My audience is on Facebook for, for pools. Um and I just you know that you you immediately know that once you understand who your audience is. It's that simple. And I, I do highly recommend that you uh, you read that book, Traction. I think it was it's by, uh, I think Gino Wickman is his name. I could be wrong about that. But it was really helpful in clarifying my business. Don't get too deep into it. But I thought it was helpful, at least that first exercise of finding out exactly what it is that I do. And there's also a great video on YouTube by Miles Beckler, a friend of mine, who talks about traffic diversity uh, and, dis and distribution. And it's great because like you, it's it's just, I don't know. It's, it's just like, it's so freaking awesome to have a blog these days. There's so many place, places to promote your stuff and to distribute your content. You can distribute your content on YouTube, and reach fucking billions of people. You can you can have your own blog and you, and get Google. You can have t pins. You could be on TikTok. I always say TikTok like that. I always say it like like TikTok. Like I'm you know North Jersey, even though that's not where I'm from. You're like, well, you're from New Jersey. It's like not the same. There's a very different. There's very different territories. Very different accents. Okay. The third and final thing, and there's some other considerations, but the third thing when it comes to having an untouchable business model is collection. Now, when you look at, you know, being extremely generous with your content, distributing your content to the masses at scale on multiple platforms, now you have all these eyeballs on your content. All these people, you're helping, you're, be, you're being generous, you're helping millions and millions of people. 
but who really owns that con who really owns those people it's the the platforms it's youtube it's google it's not even your website you know yes they're coming to your website and yes you should own your own website and not be on something like medium that can just start throwing ads on your shit and you have no control over that right you own that but but really it's google you're at the mercy of google when it comes to youtube and google you're at the mercy of pinterest you're at the mercy of facebook so Number three is, I think, the most important thing, which is collection. I call it collection because it's a more of an idea than it is a tactic. And the idea is somebody is looking all, you know, somebody's got a green pool in my case, or they're trying to get started with home brewing, or they're looking to optimize their blog posts. It doesn't matter. Whatever your content is, okay? They're looking for you. They're actively out there and they're searching for content and your content is going to reach them. As long as you are super generous, you pump out the jams and you post it on the platforms where your audience lives. It's going to happen. The problem though is yes, you can wait until somebody becomes a fan of you and then does their homework to find out more ways they can consume from you. The better thing to do is collect them when you have them and say, listen, you found me on YouTube. You found me on Google. You found me on Facebook. I'm glad you found me. I'm glad I helped you. How about you give me your email address? I'll give you something in exchange for that. Don't worry. It's not like you're just going to give it to me. And that way you and I can communicate and I can give you more information, more of my content, the stuff that you haven't seen. And the best way for me to give that to you is via email because it's really the only two-way communication that we really have. That's not like right now, that's not controlled by an algorithm. And then once you start collecting those people, everything changes. You actually now have a, like you're gonna actually have a real business because God forbid uh, Google, updates some dumb algorithm change where they're changing titles and your stuff's not clickable anymore or not ranking anymore because they're too busy testing on their end. They own your shit. YouTube is shutting people down because they talked about, you know, they mentioned uh, something not great or maybe not even, or it was just wrong. The robot got it wrong. Whatever it is, you don't own it. You don't own those eyeballs yet. So own them. And the only way that I can think of owning them in some way is by having their email address because then you're taking them off the platform. You're saying, listen, hey, did you, you know, I just taught you about pool maintenance for beginners, but maybe you have a saltwater pool or maybe you have an algae problem or maybe, you know, did you know that there's a product exists and I could really help you? I can send you all that directly. I don't, you don't have to like refind it. You don't have to wait for an ad to retarget you. You don't have to wait for the algorithm to serve you up more of my content. You don't have to even subscribe because the next piece of content I put out might not even be relevant for you. Collect the email address. And if, again, if all the shit goes down, you have a list of people, a list of potential customers that you could 
basically have a business for the rest of your life with the same group of people and you could do it all through email and you don't need any platform. And that is crazy interesting because I believe that that is the ultimate future proofing strategy, which is if you have an email list, you have a business. Think about it. Just think about it. Okay. There's a couple other things to consider and I'll wrap this up. We're being extremely generous. We're publishing on the right platforms. We're collecting email addresses, processing things out, having standard operating procedures or SOPs in our industry. Uh, it's how I'm doing this podcast. I am literally recording this. I am hitting a couple of buttons and it is published and scheduled to the world or scheduled and published to the world. Super, it's all written down my process. My YouTube process is written down. My blog pro post process is written down and it is included in a cheat sheet that you can download at moneylab.co slash cheat sheet. All of those processes and they get fine tuned over time and they just kind of run and it just makes everything easier. You just got to grease the wheels now and again. But think about systems. Think about every single piece of your machine and how you can make it easier on yourself, how you can lube it up to, to, to get more out. I'm serious. I mean, I'm kind of like, I'm using funny words like lube. <laughs> uh, it's still funny. But yeah, I mean, think about it. I love, you know, the last episode we talked about the publishing challenge. It's a, it's a greased machine. It just pumps. All I have to do, show up, hit two or three buttons. It's written down for me. Boom. I'm recording. I got an assistant that takes care of the rest. It's not even that much. But every single piece of that, where's the, you know, where's the description located? Do we just copy and paste it? Everything. Every time you look at your system, if anything that you have of a repeatable uh, task, look at trying to figure out a way to make it simpler. Maybe you don't have to do that one part, but you don't know that until you write it down. It's like what gets, uh, what gets measured gets managed, right? Is that the saying? If you're measuring every single thing that you do from soup to nuts when you publish a blog post or when you publish a YouTube video or when you create anything, Think about ways you could grease the wheels a little bit, take out something, make it make it more streamlined, make optimize it. It's the best thing you can do. And then everything's just gonna run better, right? Me, I have, I was a disorganized kid and I was a lazy kid. And as soon as I started my own business, all that changed. I was like, I'm not gonna be this person anymore. I am the most organized person that I know. And I, and that would sh still shocks my father because I was a mess as a kid, you know, as a, as a adolescent, as a 22 year old complete mess, I didn't get organized until 25, 26 years old. Maybe that's just when people get organized, but holy crap, I take it like mine, just like my desk is clean. My desktop is spotless. There's like one file on it at all times. It drives me nuts. Inbox zero. Every single file in my Google Drive is color-coded and labeled properly with one or two words. And honestly, there's other pieces of this that you can read. 
if you go to moneylab.co slash untouchable, if you want to read them. But you take everything I just said, generosity, distribution, collection, you take all of those things, you mix them together, you, you, you have a business, and then you give it time. Patience is a virtue, and it is key in this business, this online, internet, marketing, blogging business. The shit just takes time. And I am sitting here before you today, talking into a microphone to you, and the only reason I feel confident in doing that is because I have 17 years under my belt doing some kind of internet work to get me to this place. I feel genuinely qualified. And I don't feel like I'm top dog. If that's even something that someone feels. I'm sure somebody out there feels that way. I'm sure de I, definitely people felt that way. I don't feel that way. I just feel like I, I get it. I understand it. I'm patient. All I got to do, pump out the jams. Get, be generous with my jams. Distribute my jams. And make sure that my jams are collecting my peeps. What am I doing? Why am I doing this, this thing? <laughs> what is this? My jams and my peeps. I, I feel like I'm my father who's trying to sound cool. And I don't mean like my actual father, just like a father trying to sound cool. Anyway. That's a tea sip. That's a tea sip for you at the end of this episode. Listen, um, I mentioned this in the last podcast episode that I really want to hear from you. I really want you to email me. Uh, there's uh, my email address is in the description in the show notes. My Twitter handle is also in the show notes. I want you to reach out to me and I want you to just tell me if you like these episodes. If you're if you're digging the format of just like solo 30 minutes me talking about stuff that I like about online business, hopefully teaching you something, hopefully making you think different cuz I love thinking different. I love being challenged. Not just in online business and like the actual tech side of things, but like mentally. <laughs> no, I don't want to say that. I want. I, I like being challenged. I like my brain being challenged. I like perspective because I think it's interesting. I like hearing other people's stories. So shoot me an email and just say hello and just say, "Hey, I heard the podcast podcast episode. I liked it, or I didn't like it, or I liked this part, but I didn't like this part." Uh, you know, offer some constructive criticism and feedback, and I will, and I will, uh, I will listen to it because I am an open book, and I am also a sponge for knowledge and perspective. Anyway, that's it. Um, thanks for listening, and I think I'll see you guys in the next episode, or you'll hear me. That's it. Go to mindlab.co/slash/cheatsheet. Get the get get the download. All right, I'll see you next time. Hey.